intuitive eating for the culture, where we like our vegetables, just not unseasoned. With your host, Christina Johnson, a registered dietitian specializing in eating disorders, disordered eating, intuitive eating, and body image, all from a liberation lens. Welcome back to Intuitive Eating for the Culture. Today, I want to talk about Victoria's Secret. So, I'm aware that Hulu has an, a documentary out um, doing a deep dive on Victoria's Secret, looking at the business of it, looking at the marketing of it, but more importantly, looking at the CEO that had ties to um, uh, a Sir Epstein. I'm going to leave that at that. If you want to watch that, obviously a trigger warning, but that's over there. Today, we're going to talk about the actual brand itself. Today's episode is brought to you by my Patreon, patreon.com slash encouraging dietitian. In this community, you will find weekly newsletters, coffee chats, monthly Q&As, and long form content where I explore the relationship between food, body image, and systems of oppression. If you're interested in this content, you can join for just the low price of $1. And now back to today's episode. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I watched this ad and keep in mind, I have not in any way, shape or form been checking for Victoria's Secret since like 2012. And so it did not occur to me, like I knew that they were struggling in the monies department, mostly because they were very slow to move with the trends, but I got served this ad and it was an interesting ad campaign to suffice it to say, but the purpose of the ad, the the main message that I took out of the ad was, we see you, we hear you, we got it wrong. You told us to increase our size range and we said, no, we will not do that because this is the fantasy woman and the fantasy woman is not in a larger body. So we will not be doing that. And we realized that that was wrong. And now our pockets hurt. We don't have the monies. And in order to stay open, we need the monies. So can you come buy something, please? That's what I took out of that ad. And if you are not stateside, or maybe, I don't know, you just never shopped at a Victoria's Secret, let me give you a quick, brief history lesson on Victoria's Secret. So it was founded in 1977, way back in the day. We start this fashion brand, Victoria's Secret is a lingerie brand at this point because some man got sick of going to the store with his wife and was like, I'm not doing this no more. So he came out with an entire lingerie brand. So time moves slowly, they go around, money starts to get a little funny, they bring on a new investment person and CEO. This is the one that's connected to Epstein, but again, we're not gonna touch that. And so they bring in this new person, they turn things around, they switch up the brand. So originally the lingerie was per- from the perspe- from a male perspective, a masculine perspective of what do I want to see my wife in? What do I want to see my girl in? And they bring in this new CEO, they switch it around. They say, that's not going to sell. You need the women to design the lingerie to feel good. And so they switched around. Things are booming, 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 booming. Business is booming, Metro booming. And so... 1995 we get our first Victoria's Secret fashion show and the girlies are living right this is think like Giselle Boonchin think Tyra Banks right that arena of life and they I didn't even know they streamed this on the internet girl they streamed it on the internet and crashed the website so we're going time is moving and then they realized we're still not making the money that we could be making. We could be making more money. So they think, you know what we're going to do? 
we're gonna get those teens and those tweens and those early college students we're gonna get those young adults and so what did they do they came out with Victoria's Secret Pink Pink launched October of 2002 I was there I remember it um, I remember the peak the pinnacle the apex of Victoria's Secret so they come out with this pink and you want to talk about having the teen girlies in a grip in the palm of their hands somewhere between the 5 for 25 that little stuffed dog and that semi-annual sale we just couldn't get enough and i say this knowing that i have a victoria's secret pink hoodie it's a sweatshirt it's a quarter zip it's gray and it's in my closet right now time goes on the sales start to decline because, well, you gotta keep up. We gotta keep going with the times. And what was happening, and I actually distinctly remember the shift, is Aerie comes in and Aerie says, actually, you know what? We're gonna have a better size inclusivity and you can keep your little padded bras. Let me give you a sports bra. Let me give you a t-shirt bra. And the game was changed forever. And Victoria's Secret said, absolutely not. We will continue with the push up. Hmm. you kept pushing up and it pushed down your profits didn't it hmm. and so then they're like well shoot what do we do what do we do so they try to you know bring in new fresh faces this is how we got Kendall this guy's name is Raz Razik R-A-Z as in zebra E-K he does this interview for Vogue and talks out of the side of his neck honestly um, just cash crazy and he was like uh, excuse me, Victoria's Secret is the fantasy woman that is our entire brand. What do you mean you want us to hire people in larger bodies? We would never. That's not the male fantasy. He also made some really, really snide comments about transgender people. They were like, dang it, he said that. And now people really don't want to shop here. Oh, shoot. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So they get him out of there. They think, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get rid of the little angels. Or we're going to get rid of the Victoria's Secret angels, our little models. And we're going to swap them out. We're going to bring in activists. We're going to bring in business women, corporation women. Y'all, I didn't even know they did this. I didn't even know they did this. Since when? Since when? That's how you know. That is how you know they fell off. That we didn't even realize that they had done this because it wasn't it didn't make a it didn't even make a splash in the mainstream media didn't even wasn't even a drop in the bucket so they get rid of all their little angels they say bye-bye and they bring in you know these activists they bring in um these sort of business people who are still obviously from hollywood so like how business could they actually be also hired uh their first trans transgender model they you know start selling a bit more of size inclusive range and it still does not really get the girlies. It does not bring in the girlies the way they hoped it would bring in the girlies because they also had to contend with the pandemic where people weren't going to the store. The whole part of Victoria's Secret is the experience of being in the store, of like a little and now you smell like Victoria's Secret angel. Um, you like the, you know, the darkness in the like traditional side of Victoria's Secret and then like the fluorescent bright white lighting in the pink with the bubblegum colors and the neons and little doggies everywhere in varying sizes 
And the real reason that I want to talk about this, it's not really to trash on Victoria's Secret, but like honestly trash. Um, it's more so to draw attention to the dangers of letting a brand think that they can pull a fast one on us. They will not be pulling the wool over our eyes. One, uh, Hulu gave us that wonderful, lovely documentary. I suggest you check it out, but also trigger warning. But two, they really thought, they said to themselves in a group meeting, in their staff meeting, they twiddled their little fingers and they were like, this generation is just so silly. They just, they have the memory of a goldfish, the TikToks and the vines. First of all, we don't have the memory of a goldfish. They thought that, oh, if I just sneak it in there, if I just toss it in there and pretend like my bad, we'll go for it. We did not. We could not. We should not. It's not great for us. But they're not the only brand that is doing this. Abercrombie and Fitch is doing this. They're like, oh, guys, we added an extra large. <laughs> so size inclusive. So body positive. Hashtag Bopo. <laughs> no. Hollister really thought they could slide that extra large in and somehow just make up for the years of harm. And Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister deserve their own entire episode for the monster beast that they are. That conglomerate over there deserves an entire episode. And they too need a Hulu documentary to do a deep dive on the tr on the horrific things that happened over there. But suffice it to say that these three brands right now are are attempting to weasel their way back into the good graces of the people without actually doing any reparative actions to get back into the good graces of the people because ultimately it's a day late and a dollar short the their their target audience of tweens right that is who is the target audience or at least who was the target audience of the hollister the abercrombie the pink their target market is 13 to 22. now the thing that i find very interesting is that is not who's actually purchasing that clothing even though it's the target audience i'm gonna be really honest with you right now when i see abercrombie or i see hollister them are grown people it's 40 year olds 50 year olds they are parents that is who is purchasing this. Not the tweens. The tweens have moved on. Hollister stopped being the aesthetic a while ago. Abercrombie stopped being the aesthetic a while ago. And they thought that their aesthetic, right? Hollister was the beachy SoCal. Abercrombie was that like Upper East Side of New York. They thought that even if I don't ever change my actual aesthetic, I will still somehow be the driver of the trends. And they thought very wrong because they are not the driver of the trends because they didn't keep up. They didn't pay attention. They thought I can survive on exclusivity and I'll do just fine. What they did not anticipate is that we would have social media in the ways that we have social media where people learn actually being exclusive. Isn't that great? I think we have one example of this that if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you were not, I'm going to bring you in. For those of us who are uninitiated here in the United States, Way back in the Dizzy, there was a store called 579. And the sole purpose of the store was to sell clothing in only the sizes US 5, US 7, and US 9. They thought, well, obviously this is going to work. But that doesn't actually work in reality because people come in a variety of sizes. You can't just exclusively think, I'm only going to sell these three sizes and it's going to work. They went bankrupt uh, in the late 
mid 90s mid to late 90s like bankrupt 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 went out of business i think we should take the lesson from over there the second lesson to this is that we cannot let brands pretend to offer inclusive sizing the first example of this is old navy reconfiguring their store to move their plus sizes in with the regular sizing and then later determining that that quote wasn't selling or moving enough product and so they removed the the extended sizes and returned them to online the second example of this would be ann taylor's loft who decided in the middle of the pandemic to remove all extended sizes due to quote poor performance this is not okay and continuing to shop at these brands, continuing to give them our money, especially if you exist in a straight size body or a small body, tells these brands that it's okay that their bottom dollar ultimately is not going to be affected. If we are going to create a more equitable space, if we are going to offer collective care to our peers, to our siblings in this world, we also have to stand up and stand in for them. And so using our dollars, using our monies to vote effectively and to vote in ways that create this more equitable society that we so desperately want. My hope for you is that we learn to become more critical shoppers and utilize our dollar to vote for size inclusivity. In this process of voting for size inclusivity through our shopping, we create a more equitable uh, collective care environment. So with that, hydrate, nourish, and take care of yourself. Until next time, bye.